Hello, hello, and welcome to the Play In, Pick and Play podcast. We're going back and forth there. Uh, we're going to be bringing you a short NBA podcast today to go through the play-in scenarios, what to look forward to, what we're expecting. And obviously, Leo is going to be our expert on this as we break it down, talking especially with his Lakers. Let's hit the music. Okay, so all this time, Leo, all this time, all that work, here we are, Lakers, play-in game, the inevitable versus Golden State, which I've been asking for for a while now. I finally get it. How are you feeling? This is not what I was asking for this whole time. This is the opposite of what I wanted. And I think it's kind of funny that we spent the last month or two saying, man, nobody wants to see Steph Curry in that play-in matchup. And, of course, it's the Lakers that end up having to see Steph Curry in that play-in matchup. So, not excited. Not excited at all. Yeah, I mean, i, I got to be honest, though. I, I think we're overblowing. I know what everyone's saying about, oh, Steph Curry had a one-game elimination. If that were true, if, if, if this were a true world, then Steph Curry should just play like every single game's an elimination. He'll never lose again. So, um, you know, that's that's not how it works. It comes down to who's got the best team. Uh, if the Lakers are healthy, I don't see how y'all don't smoke the ever-loving shit out of Golden State. I mean, that Golden State roster is fucking terrible. And obviously, it's the first game we're going to be breaking down. But I don't, I don't even understand how Golden State's expected to keep this game within 10. Uh, I, I I just don't see it. I mean, it. I think the blueprint for Golden State is to hope that Curry decides that he's going to take 30 shots, kind of like what you saw yesterday. Yesterday, he ends up with 44 points, and it wasn't a super efficient 44 points, but he could, his numbers can get up there if he's got the ultimate green light. And I'm guessing in this kind of setting, just like with yesterday, he's going to have that ultimate green light. Yeah, and that's fine. I mean... I think the ultimate green light is great, except they have no one. I mean, Kevon Looney is going to be playing against Drummond and AD. I mean, they just have so little talent on Golden State to deal with anything the Lakers want to throw at them. I got a tough time. I got a tough time even even humoring it. I really think that the Lakers win this game handily. I don't think it's ever close. Um, unless Unless AD and LeBron are still very banged up, in which case... Uh, I don't expect the Lakers to make it out of the first round then. If AD and LeBron are banged up, they have no hope of winning a playoff series. So anything can happen with the game. LeBron's looked pretty healthy. AD's looked pretty healthy. Both have looked dominant in their time back. So I'm really not even thinking about it. I think this is an easy win for the Lakers. But we're going to do predictions for each of these play-in games, and then we're going to cut into uh, kind of this mini bracket that that we're going to get from here. So, I mean, I'm taking the Lakers in this game, and I don't think it'll be close. What's your prediction? I mean, I'm I'm going to take the Lakers as well, but I just think that there's a wild card, and that wild card is Draymond. Uh, you know, we, we overlooked Draymond a little bit, but he ended the season top five in the league in assists not top five at his position top five in the NBA in assists per game and so I just think he's been playing kind of at that championship level that Draymond that we saw three four years ago 
he he seems to have tapped back into that somehow and it's a it's just a little concerning am i worried that the lakers are going to miss the playoffs definitely not because even in the event that the warriors get hot and knock out the lakers in that first game i fully expect uh, the lakers to win their next matchup whether it be memphis or whether it be san antonio but it's just a little concerning because Draymond is elevating his play a little bit. If if Wiggins can give him a decent game, like there's a path for, for Golden State to win that game. Uh, that being said, I'm going to go with the Lakers. Uh, I'm going to go with the Lakers and maybe like a 10 to 15 point win. Uh, if you look at the stats in, in their careers, LeBron is 9-7 and seven in the regular season uh, against Stephen Curry without Kevin Durant. In those games, Braun averages 27, 8, and 6. Curry's averages in those games are 26, 6, and 4. Or 22, 6, and 4, rather. I'm sorry. So you see Curry take a little bit of a dip in those matchups against LeBron. I expect LeBron to come out in killer mode. Again, I expect a double-digit victory for the Lakers. But if you told me that Steph ended up with 45 uh, and that the the Warriors stole one late, I, I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah, I think if you said, hey, Matt, uh, Steph Curry shot, mate, had 45 points, I would say so. The Lakers won, um, period. Uh, like, I, I, in my opinion, in order for the, the Golden State Warriors to win this game, Steph has to have 50 or more points. I don't think anything less than 50 gets them close to competing. Uh, if Draymond gives them 14, that would be huge for Draymond. If Andrew Wiggins gives Andrew Wiggins is actually gonna have to play, and it's in a game that's gonna matter, and that guy does not care, you could rob Andrew Wiggins's house and show up the next day at his house, and he would let you back in to take whatever you left behind. <laughs> he would be like, "I totally understand it. You couldn't fit it all in your truck. It's all good. I called a U-Haul for you." I'm going to pay for it. You just take whatever you need, man. Um, He'd roll up his sleeves and start helping. He'd start helping you. If if Andrew Wiggins shows up and you're stealing things from his house, he starts helping you pack the car. Like, so that's who you have. You have no killers anymore. You have you and Draymond. No other killers. Do not bring Looney up to me and go, how about this guy? No. Stop. Shut up. Don't even want to bring that to attention. So... I don't really think that there are any killers on Golden State. This is not the Golden State team of even two, three years ago. It's definitely not the Golden State team of four years ago. So I don't really, I don't really see this as close. I got the Lakers winning in an absolute landslide. Uh, let's move to the next game. Uh, here it is, my Wizards. After an entire year of mediocrity, the Wizards have moved their way into. A team that just has no interest in playing basketball. We all thought, you know, there's something to be said when when Kyrie takes some time off, right? He did that. Everyone gets it. Everyone said in Boston, that's kind of where it was popping up in Boston. Tell me who on the entire Celtics team looks like they want to play basketball. Uh, Pretty much Tatum, and Tatum only looks like he wants it some of the time. Yeah. I think. He, and maybe it's just because he's young, but he seems to wear his emotions a lot. You know, when you watch the Celtics, you can see his frustration out there visibly. Uh, Probably not the best thing for the best player on the team, at least while Jalen Brown's out. I guess you could argue back and forth on who is the better player between them two. But, yeah, no, I I hope that Boston gets folded up here in two games. 
Yeah, I I I don't think Boston has any interest in playing basketball. Um, and you've really now got to ask yourself, what kind of culture are the Boston Celtics breeding? You have watched. I don't think they've made a solid move in the last four years. They went from two young star players with Brown and Tatum acquiring Kyrie, looking to acquire Gordon Hayward with a treasure trove of picks. They have turned all of that treasure trove into Kemba Walker. Uh, Gordon Hayward is now out with Charlotte, but when he was in, he's producing. Terry Rozier, I would bet that if you ask 30 teams in the NBA, at least 20 of them would take 20, uh, would take Terry Rozier over Kemba Walker today. So you've, I think maybe more than that. Maybe more. So you've really turned basically this whole roster into – you somehow made it more individualized. You have no big man whatsoever that can do anything for you. You haven't developed any of your draft picks. You're kind of now staring down the barrel of purgatory. So uh, very interesting, but I have been big on Washington. Uh, Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal almost kept them from winning yesterday. I don't know if you watched that game. There was a point in time where Bradley Beal and uh, John John Wall and Russell Westbrook were like a combined four for 25, and it was brutal watching them play. Rui Hachimura and, Hachimura and Bertans were the only reason that they were even in striking distance, and they were able to pull it out late. Um, but in this game, I don't think we're going to have those issues. They had the bad game out. I'm moving the Washington Wizards forward. Yeah, I mean, the dream scenario, I think, is that – my dream scenario, at least, is that Boston loses this game here to the Washington Wizards. Uh, we lock up the Durant versus Westbrook first-round matchup. Uh, I would love for Charlotte to then beat Boston. You know, Terry Rozier and, and Gordon Hayward, although they probably won't have Gordon Hayward, it would just be funny if the team that they lost those players to knocked them out and sent them home for the summer. Uh, so, as a Boston Celtics hater, best case scenario, let's go Wizards Hornets. Wizards Hornets, okay. Wizards so, Hornets is what I need in that seven eight spot. So you're, you know the Hornets are just going to get swallowed up by Embiid in that first round matchup. Whatever, nobody cares. Uh, but I would love to see Russ versus Harden and, and Durant. I, I don't expect Russ to win, but that would be an entertaining five games. So you're taking Charlotte over Indy then. I am taking Charlotte over Indy. I don't have any reason to believe in Indy. I know Karis LeVert's been, you know, like a 23-5-5 kind of guy lately, and that's cool, but no, nah, I'm good. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm just personally good on the LeVert-Sabonis combo in the playoffs, so I'm, I'm actively rooting against that. I'm going to root for it. Fuck it. I, I want the team no one at all wants to see. This is going to be my rock in the shoe. I'm going to go... Uh, that Boston drops the first one, and then in a game that no one even wants to watch, Boston loses to Indy. And I want, I want this Indy team that if I if the I, Indiana eighth seed, that's gross. It's disgusting. It's absolutely it's, that's filthy. disgusting. I don't even feel good saying that. I know, and I love it. I'm, <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm, I, I get, I'm gonna get a lot of pleasure out of everyone being like, oh man, how come you invited that guy to the party? And I'm like, nah, it's fun. He's funny. 
And they're like, it's not funny, dude. It's ba- it's like hard to watch. And I'm like, yeah, that's funny. That's it's funny. Everyone's like, ah, you enjoy a good train you know? wreck. Yeah, I love a good train wreck. Um, I like when uh, there are certain things that I root for because it would be like real juicy, and you're like, oh, that's scandalous shit right there. This is more just I'm inviting the plain Jane to the party. This is a this is a team that's been banged up all year, hasn't had their starting roster at any point in time healthy. They're still not healthy. I'm kind of like banking on this weird world where they somehow get healthy. And I mean, they still get stomped into the mud versus Philly. But I think it would be really funny if, uh, you know, Indianapolis, the heartland of basketball, comes through, beats Charlotte, beats Boston, and then gets swept out of the first round. That would really, you know, the East hasn't done anything real pathetic to to remind us that they're the East. You know, the Knicks are good. Uh, we've got all this new blood. The Nets are the title favorite. I think the East needs to do something to remind us all that they it still kind of sucks over there. So this is that <laughs> this is this is that moment. Uh, so I'm I'm going in that direction. I'm going Indy over Charlotte and then Indy over Boston. And also, I do listen to the Bill Simmons podcast. Listening to him after the Boston Celtics drop a game to the Wizard and Indiana. I mean, I may put that on speaker and walk around my house laughing about it. So that that would that would do it for me. All right, one game left. San Antonio versus Memphis. Who you got? Uh, that's how I feel about that matchup. Uh, I got Memphis. Okay. Uh, I got Memphis just because they have – do they have the best player in that matchup? I don't know. Is DeRozan better than Morant? Who would you rather have for uh, one game? Today, DeRozan, DeRozan or John Morant? DeRozan. DeRozan. Let's not get crazy. DeRozan brings way more to the court than Morant does today. Morant's a lot of fun, but a better player, it's DeRozan. I don't think it's close. DeRozan's been on his grind this year too, so – I just don't and think. Can't this... you just see a world where San Antonio beats Memphis and then they go and, and squeak one out against Golden State and steal that eighth seed? See it. I'm rooting for it. These this you're is... rooting for that too. Chaos. You want complete madness. I want complete madness. I want I want Golden State, and I think it's it. Look first. I want the San Antonio Spurs, who stand for all that is right in the NBA and all that is decent to make the playoffs in this year and everyone go that sucked we did not expect the best coach team of all time to somehow beat the fucking warriors now first we didn't think the warriors would be hanging around here either so i don't really care at this point like the only team that i want to see make it out of the play-in out of all eight out of all eight teams that have made the plan there's only one i give a fuck about making it out and that's the lakers because I do want to see a really good team. But when we look at the rest of these groups, the Wizards do not have a good team. They have two good players, and then Rui is nice, and Bertans is either a complete superhero or a complete waste of time. Boston, I've never seen 11 people that want to touch a basketball less, except if it's a, a, a really difficult shot and Marcus Smart has the ball. Then he he really looks like he wants to only touch the basketball and he only wants to turn it over. <laughs> Golden State has 
who Curry, Draymond, like, is that what we're getting excited about? Draymond Green is what we're getting excited about now. Get the fuck out of here with that. Um, Memphis, uh, really? Okay, it's cute. You have a couple years. You don't bring anything except Ja. Uh, San Antonio, again, DeRozan. There's nothing I want to see here either. And then Indy and Charlotte, LaMelo Ball combined. That's the only person I give a fuck about there. So when I look at these eight teams, I accept the Lakers. So I look at these seven teams, I go, I don't really give a fuck. I hope you all kill each other. And I hope that nothing comes out of this. So I think that the best case scenario, the NBA stares down the barrel of San Antonio in the eighth seed playing the Utah Jazz in the one seed and somehow San Antonio pulls that series out. That would be the funniest fucking thing I could come up with. I and think that's nobody the, would see it. And nobody would see it. Who the fuck is going to Who it is would watching be that the lowest, No one, dude. It would be the lowest rated game ever and somehow the Spurs win a 7-game series. Do you know how fucking crazy that would be? It would be Jazz Spurs is that matchup that you put on like while you cook dinner. You know, uh, while your girlfriend right. or your your significant other wants to hang out, you know, you just throw yeah. that one on in the background. That's what that series would be. That series is when you're like, ah, babe, but it's the one seed. And she's like, okay, I know that means something. And you're like, you know what, babe, but the, for you, for you, we don't have to watch it. <laughs> you know, we can go out. We don't have to, you know, it's all it's all good. We don't have it's to. Fine. I'll miss this one. I'll, I'll miss, miss this one. For you, baby girl. But tomorrow night? Yeah, tomorrow exactly. Tomorrow night, I need it to meet. So we need this series because we need a fodder series. And this is it. San Antonio, Utah, and the one first eight is the fodder series we all deserve. Period. Absolute I agree. I agree, anarchy. But I just I don't want to see Steph Curry eliminate. I, I want the Steph show to continue because I would actually be interested in watching Steph try to take down the Jazz. Yeah, it would be. It, it, I'm not saying that wouldn't be fun. I want to me if we look back at this year and we go, man, you know, the Spurs getting to the second round. I mean, that's some hilarious shit. I think that's some funny shit. I don't think there's anything funnier than if the Spurs could somehow beat Memphis and then beat Golden State. That would be so goddamn funny to watch them versus Utah because I would be running to the bank going, just give me the Spurs over Utah in a seven-game series. I I don't care what the Utah has together. Give me the Spurs. Fuck them. And fuck Utah. So I am rooting for chaos. Uh, here's what we have, though. We, I've, got, I've got a real quick trivia question for, go for you it. before we move on. Can you guess? Can you even get within 5%? I'd be impressed if you can get within 5%. Sure. Can you guess what DeMar DeRozan's three-point percentage is since the All-Star break? Since the All-Star break. Okay. Yes. So I will give you his overall averages. He's averaging 23.7 assists, four rebounds a game in the 32 games after the All-Star break. But can you guess his three-point percentage? 13. Wow. 13.6. <laughs> <laughs> Ba-bam, ba-bam-bam-bam-bam-bam, 13. No way, how'd you nail that? Uh, so here's what I did. When you told me his points per game, I said, this guy's got to be shooting like rat shit. <laughs> <laughs> 
I said, because no motherfucker with like a 30% from three. Look, what is Russell Westbrook from three? I feel like he's like 15%. But that guy shoots that guy shoots the three ball like he's making it at 100%. See, that works if you're Westbrook. On the Spurs, however, you don't Westbrook get Westbrook is a 31%. Okay, point okay. 31%. He shoots like he's 100 you don't get to shoot the ball if you can't make it in the Spurs. They'll just give it to someone else. So, I don't know. 13 was random. I was thinking, like, 10 would be, like, insanity. Um, so, I was like, all right, up it. Yeah, somehow I got that. But, yeah, I just was like, if he's only averaging, like, 22 a game, then he's only shooting two-pointers. They're like, you are not allowed to shoot threes. 13 means he takes 10 three-pointers and makes one. 13... He- that's crazy. <laughs> He's actually averaging less than one attempt per game. Yeah, okay, 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 okay. That yeah, they're like you you do not you are not allowed. You are how many shots is he attempting a game? Do you have that up? Yeah, he's attempting 16, uh, 16 field goal attempts a game, only .7 of them being three pointers. So DeRozan pretty much just said, Fuck it, man, I I give in. Uh okay. It would be the most disgusting thing in history if the San Antonio Spurs made it through this playing game. Oh, I'd be nauseous. It would be disgusting. So, I'm can gonna... you imagine if the Spurs knocked the Lakers out? No, no. I I will tell you this: there will be the largest part of NBA Twitter will be the most insufferable group ever assembled. <laughs> David Stern would walk on to the court and start yeah, calling. Yeah, start calling. If that even got close. Look, I've seen some of these refs in the recent days. He doesn't need to walk on the court. They are already oh, too- Adam Silver. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rest yeah. in peace, David Stern. Yeah. All right. That's true. That's true. But I don't see. I watch these refs. Adam Silver doesn't have to come out of the booth. He just makes a call down. I mean, I'm watching the Wizards game yesterday, and this ref. I'll tell you what. The NBA had a big, 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 big scandal with NBA and betting, and they swept it under the rug. A lot of names mentioned in that report are still in the NBA. And the way NBA officials ref a game is unlike any other sport. Tell me another sport where a play happens, it's finished, and then a ref makes a call. It doesn't happen. No other sport. None. Very rare. There's the very rare late flag in football. Very rare. Very rare. NBA, it is. There's one ref a game who's got something he's cooking with. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying. If I were ref of the NBA, I would be waiting and making the call how I see fit after every play. And yesterday with the Wizards, there are multiple calls that went against the Wizards where uh, the you know shot would go up. They'd be like, no foul. Bucket misses. They get the rebound, and then they're like, actually, you know what? Tweet, tweet, there's a foul. (laughs) I was like, this is crazy. I mean, you didn't know if it was a foul or not to the point that the ball came back down off the rim and then a Wizards player rebounded it. So were you just waiting to see who rebounded it, not the play? And if Charlotte had got the rebound, you would have just let him keep going? I was like, ooh. So I don't think Adam Silver... Are are you suggesting that the NBA might be trying to make sure LaMelo has a good chance of making the playoffs? Is that what you're suggesting here? I'm suggesting that multiple NBA referees are still gambling on every day. Okay. Uh, I I mean, I probably agree with that. And I bet they take... I, I, You know, reading through the documents, 
the way that NBA refs bet on games isn't that they take a team. They take an over or an under. It's way easier to influence the over or the under. You know, call you can just call it a charge. You don't need to call it a block. Just call it a charge. So, take the oh, offensive points We don't need points two off. points right there. No, there you go. <laughs> or you know what? You don't call the foul when he goes up and misses. It's way – or you call every foul. See, it's way easier to influence the over-under than it is what team's winning. And that's where you see things happen like makeup calls. Okay, we got that one wrong. I owe them a call. Well, I'm going for the under, so I'll make sure it's like a defensive call or an offensive call to turn the ball over. So I just think that it's the easiest sport to manipulate in terms of uh, uh, overs or unders. In baseball, you could definitely take money line favorites. And just if you were the umpire calls and calling balls and strikes, like that's an easy that's an easy bucket. Um, but for the NBA, I, 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 I believe firmly that there are NBA officials. If you were to say, Matt, there's only one sport that the NBA, that the officials are betting on the game, it would unequivocally to me be the NBA. And I, it wouldn't take me any time to think about that and go, boom, it's it's NBA. Because in the MLB, you know, three of the umpires in MLB, they just kind of hang around a base and make one call a day. NBA official, no matter which official you are, you influence the game ridiculously. In football, you're all spread across the whole entire thing. And in hockey, I don't even know if they do. Hockey, they allow them to fight. Like, they just let them fight. They're like, fuck them. So I think if you were to say which sports got the gamblers on it, I'd be like, the NBA has the goddamn gamblers. So How do you fix that, though? Like, I, I, this whole time you're, think, you're talking, I'm thinking, like, all right, so what's the solution? Because even if you fire all these refs, I mean, the new refs could still be doing the same thing. So uh, how do you, you fix could, that problem? Transparency. You have to hold yourself accountable. Like, if, if I crunch the numbers and certain crews are working games that go into overtime, like, you just have to start crunching the numbers. How often does so-and-so people, and, and it takes full transparency in, internally. You have to lay the spread out, then figure out which refs called which fouls at what points in the game. And then you have to do the math on, you know, how many free throws did he give them? Does it put them over the over the under? It takes a lot of work. But but it's the only sport where they came out and said, oh, not only is that ref cheating, he's got a black book of like 50 other refs where he has names and values with them. And I know they only took out Dono, but the rest, he, he was the bookie for all the NBA refs. And they didn't get rid of all those refs. They got rid of one dude. So you already have that cancer running through you. I would think that the NBA would work very hard to – uh, dismantle the union in a way that they're able to bring in refs if they suspect something is going on. Uh, but you first have to crack the union uh, like the NFL did, and it's going to take a little bit of time to do that. And then you've got to start working to get more talent in the door. And you have an unlimited pool, so I don't really take that as like, there's no one qualified. I'm like, so teach them. I mean, you can't tell me the 72-year-old running up and down the court who has lived through the three-point line being a thing, who has seen Bill Russell dunk, who has seen Will Chamberlain jump from the free-throw line and dunk the ball to make a free-throw. Um, you've, you've added all these rules and regulations through their careers, and they somehow adopted to each one. You can't tell me that someone coming off the street that knows the entire rule book, like I think most fans have a good grasp of it, that someone that played in the NCAA couldn't just take that rough spot but only be 100% faster, more athletic, and sharper. So I think you have unlimited talent. 
Um, and I think it's an easy fix. I just think that in order to be an easy fix, you've got to acknowledge it, and that's the scary part. I just hope that uh, if that's happening right now, then whoever is refing that Lakers-Warriors game took a long bet on the Warriors and, or the Lakers to be in the championship this season. Uh, that's my only hope. Let's yes, hope so it's 2002 against the Kings again. Here's the other thing. I think that they definitely shy away from it big time in playoff games because ain't no fucking way if something crazy happens in the Laker fan, the game, that your ass ain't getting a full look over through. You know, like you pick a uh, uh, who did the Wizards play yesterday? Damn it, Indiana Charlotte is a good game to get you, that off. Okay, you know what I mean. So if you're like, "Hey, I'm betting on a game," are you picking Washington and Boston, or are you picking Charlotte and Indiana? Charlotte mm. and Indiana, because the only people that are very interested in that game are the friends and family. Yeah, and the, the players that and are the NBA teams. don't give a fuck about that. You know, so flip to the next day. You betting in the uh, you know you you want. Um, Golden State and Lakers, or do you want San Antonio and Memphis? Oh, no, um, I'll take the the low key so, San Antonio Memphis. You know, that's that where to watch like it. NBA TV matchup. It might not even be available everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is really funny because that might be true. But you know, you pick those low key games. All right, let's wrap this up real quick. All right, let's let's go through it. You've got Wizards beating Boston. We both have Lakers beating Golden State. You have Memphis beating San Antonio, um, and we bo- and then we are opposites on Indianapolis and uh, Indiana and um, Charlotte. So you have your final two are Washington and you said Charlotte. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go Washington, Charlotte. I want to believe that Tatum is enough to get them a W, and maybe he will be, or maybe we see a, a flashback game from Kemba. We haven't seen too much of that this year, but I just don't think, like you say earlier, the Celtics—they just don't look like they're really into it this year. I think as soon as Jalen Brown was announced that he's done for the year, their hope was also done for the year. Uh, so I'm gonna say Boston gets eliminated. Yeah, Washington, Charlotte in those final two spots. Okay, so you're going Los Angeles Lakers and Golden State and Washington and Charlotte. Yes. Okay, I'm final going. Final answer. I'm going. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going Washington and Indy, and I am going Los Angeles Lakers and San Antonio. I am rooting for the skid mark in the underwear. Uh, all right, that does it. Anything parting to get out before we get out of here? No, if the Lakers lose, if, if that scenario Jesus. that we said earlier where the Lakers lose to the Warriors and then lose to the Spurs, I might disappear for a couple weeks. Yeah. You might not hear from me. You might not. You might wonder if I'm alive. <laughs> uh, I just want to say now that if that occurs, yes, I am alive. You know, yeah. I, I won't take my life over it. But it might get close, you know, so check on me. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll send a well-wisher down to check on you, see how you're doing. All right, that does it for us. Mini pod in and out of here. We'll bring you another pod later to break down the full NBA matchup when we get it later this week. Remember, rate and subscribe. You stay safe out there. Peace.